Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Drivers Meeting Podcast, hosted by RJ Starcevic and driver and team owner in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, Tommy Joe Martins. Welcome back to the Drivers Meeting Podcast, another episode after a wild weekend at Las Vegas Motor Speedway, and it'll give us a little time to talk about another sponsor, Bet Online, back again, and with the NBA and college basketball, March Madness coming up. You want to get your bets in place with the tournament coming, and so is the $100,000 bracket. Um, Bet Online is the spot for all your bracketology needs. It has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So, bets, that was one thing that we talked about a lot going into Las Vegas because when you're in Vegas, you're making bets. And uh, I know we had uh, MGM on the RCR cars this weekend, but. The Xfinity race was wild, and we got two great Xfinity drivers in here. And, uh, of course, our special guest today, David Starr. Thanks for coming on the show, David. Oh, man. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I uh, I love talking racing, and uh, it's cool to y'all have me on your podcast. Uh, Tommy Joe Marge, my buddy, and uh, we're, we're fierce competitors on the racetrack, but we're good friends. So it's uh, it's kind of cool to, to be on y'all's podcast, man. It's pretty awesome. Well, David, and, and I appreciate you saying that, buddy. And, you know, you're one of the guys that, I've always had a lot of respect for and, and being able to stay in the sport for a long time. And obviously your name has come up in the news here lately uh, with the incident that happened at Homestead. But to me, the big takeaway here, and I'm not going to like litigate this, but the big takeaway was kind of, we were really talking about respect more than anything else. Right. Well, yeah, uh, yeah you know, it's just a right. It's a racing thing. You know what I mean? I mean, Hey, man, well, you've been racing a long time. I have, too. And, man, you know, sometimes things happen on the racetrack that, that are out of your control and my control, you know. And, and uh, definitely yourself or me and most of the people we race with would never take out the leader of a race, especially when there's two or three laps to go, you know. I mean, it's one thing if yourself or myself was racing first and second, you know, things happen hard racing. And, you know, you might end up wrecking each other. But, man, I was uh, – I think I was running 12th at the time and there was three laps to go. And, uh, I came off turn two and I got about halfway down the back straight away. And one of my, my spotters said, Hey, the leader's about eight back. And, uh, I passed the halfway point back there down the back straight away. And I could feel that something was going on with my right front tire. So man, I got out of the gas really early. I turned down into turn three. I gave the leader a lane and a half above me to go around me because I knew he was coming and I was having an issue. But once I got into the corner and the tire came apart, it just, the car turned right, put me into the wall. And it seemed like two or three seconds later, I got hit from behind. I didn't know at the time, you know, I, I didn't really know who hit me. And, and uh, obviously it was a leader and uh, just, I mean, that's just one of those racing things that we can't control when you have a tire issue, you know, or an engine coming apart. And David, you said a couple of things there that I think the audience needs to understand here, right? So you talked about running first or second or going for it. 
you know, David, there might be a group of fans here that don't understand that you're like a multi-time truck series winner. Like you've, you've raced for wins in NASCAR. <laughs> and also that this run that you guys were having with NBM up there running 12th purely on speed. I mean, that's one of the best runs that Carl Long's team has had in a long time. And, and I know because I drove for it. Yeah. You know how hard Carl works and, and his whole, whole organization, you know, and, and let's face it, you know, Carl's team is not your powerhouse team. You know, Tommy Joe Martin, JD Motorsports. I mean, there's a lot of us, you know, I, um, you know, I'm leaving out some people, Jimmy Means, uh, Mike Harmon, you know, the, you know, everybody that races at the level we race at, you, you're talking, everybody's deserved the right to be at the level we're racing at. You talk about yourself, me, anybody that races in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, they're all good. We won races. We won championships before. We earned the right to race what we're racing at now. And uh, But, man, you know, we don't have, you know, if you saw understood my budget that we're racing on that i'm racing with carl on most of the big powerhouse teams that wouldn't even take them to one race you know what i mean and we're trying to run the whole series the whole season on that type of money so we're just doing the best we can under the circumstances we're under trying to take care of the sponsors we do have race the best we can not wreck the race cars get the best finish well every once in a while yourself me sometimes we have a uh Somehow or another, our cars end up having a lot of speed and your car drives good and we're having just a, a great race, you know, and uh, man, that's really big for us smaller teams. And uh, it doesn't happen every week, but man, when it happens, we really enjoy it and it's a great feeling and our sponsors love it. But man, it feels good when you're up there performing with uh, these powerhouse teams that have millions and millions of dollars that they're operating on because obviously you know, Carl Long, MBM Motorsports, our team, we don't have that. So it felt good to be competitive that race. And, uh, you know, you know how it is because, man, I've seen you many a times. And I know the kind of budget you work on, Tommy. You've had some really great runs. And it, it's just showcase showcases your talent and what you're capable of doing if we had multi-million dollar sponsors, you know. But, uh, but anyway, it's just, uh, you know, it's good to run good. And unfortunately, things like happened that happened to us at at miami homestead happens you know what i mean and uh, we don't want them to but they just happen you know but uh but we're one of the smaller teams like a bunch of them out there and i guess my point being that if you look if you watch the racing from about 15th 16th 17th on place on back to 25th that race is almost better than watching the leader of the race i mean we are racing hard under the circumstances and under, you know, the budgets we have, I mean, we're side by side, we're, we're beating and banging, we're racing hard, but you know, unfortunately we just don't have the millions and millions of dollars that give us the, all the great tires and all the great engines and the technology that we need to be winning these races, you know, but we're digging hard just like the leader is. You know, it's, it's interesting you bring that up, David, because, you know, something that's different here and we brought it up on a podcast when you're racing back there in the part of the field that we are, it's very rare that you're ever going to get stage points, right? And, and in a way, points are super valuable if you're never going to get those stage points. And to the leaders and some of those other guys, they're getting a lot of stage points. Like in one point, one position might not be as valuable as what it might be to somebody like me or you. You know, you brought you got, you got a good point. You know, all the points are 
points are valuable for all of us, you know, because and, and you might know a little bit more than that, Tommy, because I don't know, uh, you know, there's bonus money in the NASCAR Xfinity series. And I think if you're in the top 30 in points, uh, you know, for, for us, for our teams, especially the ones that are running for 25th, 24th in points, you know, even if you're 30th, you get bonus money. And anytime there's a bonus on top of our, uh, your normal winnings, that's a big deal for us smaller teams. And we could use an extra, you know, 7,000, 5,000, whatever that bonus may be. That's a big deal for us. So, you know, uh, you know, for the, the leaders, again, you know, you look at first, second, third, fourth, and fifth. I don't really know how good of a race they're having because sometimes when I get lapped by the leader, heck, it's it takes a long time for the second place guy to lap us. But but we're back there. I mean, sometimes we're three wide, four wide. We're racing hard, but we're also racing to get those valuable points like you're talking about. We might not get bonus points for stage wins or being in the top ten in stages, but, man, those – those points are critical to us as, as well as the top teams. No doubt about it, man. Yeah, that's some that's something that me and Tommy Joe talk about a lot just leading into the Xfinity Series season is that it is so deep, so competitive all the way through the field, especially this year. And something that I was telling you about when I was just at the race at Homestead, stuff that you don't see on TV. I'm looking around the track and the battles that you guys were having for 20th place, you know, stage one, stage two were, were incredible. You guys were racing hard. And, and like you said, that, that bonus money, the, the bonus, very important. Uh, every position matters. Every point matters. And, and I imagine uh, from what Tommy Joe has said before that that's what you're thinking as well, that every position matters when it comes to, you know, where you are in owner's points and the bonus money and everything like that. Absolutely. I want to elaborate on something. I, I, uh, you know, Hey, uh, I've I've been fortunate enough, blessed, however you want to say it, uh, that early on in my career, I had where I was equal. And when you say equal, I was equal to everybody I was racing against. And that's all you can ask for. The, you know, engines that are equal in torque and horsepower, equal amount of tires. I got the same tires equipment wise. I got the same equipment, uh, knowledgeable, great people, engineering. I had it all. And when you're equal, man, it gives you an opportunity to showcase your talents and your team's talents. So I've been there. I've been fortunate that I've been there. Now that I'm not equal, I'm not equal today uh, compared to what the top running cars are. And that's okay. But I, I, one of the things I wanted to say, <clears throat> you could take Tommy Joe Martin and put him in one of those junior motorsports cars. And I can almost assure you that he would do just as be- just as good, maybe even better the uh, better than the drivers they have. That's how good everybody is in the series we race at. And just because we don't have the ten million dollar budget or the eight million dollar budget or six million, whatever that number may be, don't mean that we can't get the job done. It's just right now, just under the circumstances of our budget, we race within our means. But man. You know, once they drop that green flag and the race starts, man, we all think we're equal. You know, the reality of it is we're not. But, man, we're we're racing hard back there. I mean, I've had some great races with Tommy Joe Martin. Sometimes I'm like, man, I pass him and make the next lap he's passing me. We're, we're fighting pretty hard. And uh, we've had some good battles, you know what I mean? And uh, But I can assure you <laughs> if we had about, you know, three, four million dollars more, we'd be somewhere up there in the top five racing hard with each other, too. You know, it's just a money thing, you know, no doubt about it. 
That's for sure. And and I know that, like you said, about the other teams that have more of a budget. And when, when you're, I mean, a race like Homestead, where you're driving up into the top 15, and as you're going by, I'm going to just use uh, the 11, uh, the colleague car of Justin Haley as an example. You're passing him, and he's thinking, oh, man, this is a terrible day. We're running 12th. You're going for 12th and thinking, man, this is an amazing day. Like, like the speed that you have, it's just so different, like that dynamic of where, um, you know, a 12th place finish for him and for colleague racing isn't that great of a day, but a 12th place finish for, for you and MBM Motorsports is, I mean, more than you could ask for, right? Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's interesting. You bring up that point, you know, we just doing what we know how to, what we do, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, sometimes you just have a, a, a really good fast car that really handles well. And, and, you know, sometimes, you know, me and Tommy Joe race our tail off and we're racing for 22nd, 21st or 20th, you know what I mean? And sometimes when you have a car that has a lot of speed and it drives real well, you're actually, Nothing's easy about what we do, but you're not racing as hard. You know what I mean? But I can tell you at Miami, I was, I was racing hard. And, uh, you know, at times you're just focused on what you're trying to do. And, uh, you know, when I remember passing the 98 car, I'm thinking, man, we must have a pretty good car. Cause I know that, that that's one of the powerhouse cars, you know what I mean? So, uh, but you know, you want to really stay focused on what you're doing and just keep digging. You know, once you start thinking about that kind of stuff while you're racing, sometimes you can make some stupid mistakes. So, you know, but it is in the back of your mind, you are thinking about it, but you can only think about it for a second, you know, but, uh, but anyway, you know, it's, um, uh, it's just great racing, you know, and just because us underfunded teams, you know, it doesn't mean that we're not competitive. You know, we're just not winning races like the like the top teams are. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. But what what I what I wanted to say was, <clears throat> you know, if you can finish in the top fifteen, top twelve, you know, that's almost like a victory to to a car along to our MBM Motorsports Racing Team. And I think I think if you ask Tommy Joe Martin the same thing, hey man, if we finish eighth ninth tenth or twelfth or thirteenth i think anytime teams like ours we finish in the top 15 i almost want to pull into victory lane where the leader is because the reality of it is we won you know what i mean i mean not all races are just you know there's more achievements in the race than just being the guy that gets the trophy you know what i mean if again you know with the budgets we work on and 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 uh if, if we can finish in the top 12 top 15 Dude, I, one of these days, and I say this, and I think about it a lot, man. If I ever finish seventh, eighth, ninth, I'm gonna pull into victory lane when the when the winners in there. They're gonna think I've lost my mind, but we really won the race. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and David, that's what I was talking about. I'm sorry, my connection cut out right there. Was that the immediate feeling after the race? I mean, I know you guys had that. You know, obviously you had some bad luck there at the at the Homestead race, but the speed that you guys were able to show. I mean, that was really impressive. Like, I'm hoping that you and the team and your sponsors and everybody were really, really happy overall with how that night played out. Obviously, I get the controversy afterwards, but from a, a team standpoint, a performance standpoint, you guys showed a lot. Uh, yeah, you know, it just it goes back to, uh, you know, Carl Long's commitment and then, uh, you know, having a great tr uh, crew chief, Patrick McGee's my crew chief and just all the crew chiefs we have at, 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 at Carl's uh, Car Carl Long Motorsports. You know, it's just, uh, you know, Carl's kind of trying to update, you know, bring in uh, how you say that he's just trying to upgrade his people. 
if uh, if it's what you call it, and uh, make it buying you know the best parts and pieces that he can buy. He's trying to make his cars more competitive, and you know, and and and, and you know, if you can bring in a driver like we have, uh, you know, Timmy Hill's just a great driver. I mean, everybody that drives for Carler, you know, everybody has the. Uh, the accomplishments behind them, but it just, you know, you bring people in that have some money and try to make the racing team better. It's just, uh, you know, it's just, it's just a great feeling. You hope to build on that momentum, you know, but, uh, but, uh, but absolutely, man, it makes, makes everybody feel good and you get a little momentum going. Your sponsors are happy because they got a little bit of TV coverage and you just hope to, uh, to hope to keep that momentum going from that you know and tommy joe you've been there man you've had some great runs and uh even though i race against you i'm a fan of what what you're doing with your own racing team and you know y'all go through the the struggles and everything from a from a financial standpoint but man it it just feels good when our cars are good and they handle good and we put a good race together and you can finish really well just uh it just helps everything i believe i wanted to uh to rewind to last year um uh, right, we talked right before the end of last season, and you had you at that time you were going around between uh, Rick Ware uh, and the Cup Series. You had a few races with them, SS Greenlight towards the end of the year, and you were kind of just picking up races uh, wherever you can get them. And now, now this year, uh, you've secured basically, you know, you you know where you're going to be at least at least right now uh, with MBM Motorsports uh, this season, and you have uh, the races set up, and you've had some great runs already this season. You know, what, what does it mean um, to kind of to have that security, you know, but from where you were last year, hop, you know, hopping around and, and you had great runs in the, in the 07 as well in the Xfinity series. And now you can kind of build on that this year, um, knowing uh, you're going to be in the 13 car or whichever number, but at least with them being yeah, motorsports for most of the season. Man, uh, you, RJ, you brought up a great point there. You know, last year with COVID, the COVID-19 and the you know the pandemic and all that that was going on it you know when when the sport had shut down when we were in atlanta and you know it took three or four months to get it cranked back up and and once nascar had a covid19 protocol how they were going to restructure our sport to get it you know we were one of the first the first sport to, to open back up and operate unfortunately was we couldn't bring our sponsors to the racetrack and there were no fans that were going to be in the stands. And for me, you know, when I'm selling sponsorship, I'm selling the experience of bringing your customers, bringing your employees, rewarding them in the garage, going to the driver's meeting, sitting on the pick box, giving them radios, feeding them, just to expose them. You know, you're exposing them to something they can't get exposed to. And, Man, once that was taken away from us, man, it, it made it where a lot of my sponsors said, hey, David, we're still with you. We're partners with you, but we're going to wait until we can utilize NASCAR. You know, we can utilize what the platform that NASCAR offers. And, uh, and it was tough, you know what I mean? So I, a lot of the money, a lot of the sponsor money I had was really on hold. So, you know, I started the year off with JD Motorsports with was the number six car, and I was excited about the season. But you know, unfortunately, when we when everything was shut down and and NASCAR had announced that way hey, we're going to start the season again at, at at Darlington, but we couldn't let people attend and come into inside the garage area and sit in the stands. It changed my situation up, and I understood. You know what I mean? So. 
you know, it just, you know, it was unfortunate for the whole world. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm not complaining about it. It just changed the dynamics of what NASCAR's platform offers our sponsors. And, uh, you know, and still today, it was such refreshing to see the fans in the stands, uh, uh, you know, this weekend and last weekend. It's not a, you know, it might be 20% or 25%, but just to see people in the, in the, fan, in the stands watching our races, man, that's refreshing. We still can't let people inside the garage area yet, so it's still a challenge for all of us. But, you know, as soon as, uh, as soon as, you know, I think as soon as half the country gets vaccinated and, you know, the CDC and, you know, all the city officials, I, I think eventually here soon it'll start getting more relaxed. But our sport, our sport of NASCAR auto racing, what drives it is the people, the fans. And without the fans and without the sponsors and, and, and the racetrack, without the fans sitting in the stands, it's hard to make our sport work. You know what I mean? And uh, so, you know, I'll be so happy. I know everybody else will be when the fans can finally come back and we can somewhat get back to normal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you mean. And, and I've talked to a lot of guys that are just, you know, in these situations. And I love hearing these stories because everyone has, you know, different stories from where they're working from, from Tommy Joe to you. Uh, someone even like young, like Ryan Vargas at JD Motorsports, we found him the, on the podcast before. But do you think over this time, you know, with with COVID and, um, you know, the tracks are letting fans back in and everything like that. Do you think over this time and even still now, it's harder to to get sponsors on board? Do you think has it made the process a little harder during this time? Uh, well, you know, I can just tell you this. Uh, it's never been easy. But I think what our sport offers companies is really something special. You know, the platform that NASCAR offers these companies to bring customers, bring employees and reward them and bring them inside the racetrack and let Tommy Joe Martin bring them up into his hall or he'll feed them lunch, take them to the driver's meeting. You know, they can they can stand on pit road, and take pictures with with their race car, their sponsor and. And uh, you can sit there and do the prayer, the national anthem on pit road. And they take you and put you on their pit box. You're sitting on the pit box and man, they're giving you radios and you can hear the, uh, the acts, the, uh, the communication between the driver and the spotter. And man, a lot of times the racing teams, they'll let you hold the pit road sign when, when you're, when your driver, like Tommy Joe is going to make a pit stop he takes one of his guys that works, you know, one of the sponsors he has and one of the executive or a customer from that company, let him hold that pit road sign or let him hold a tire and be part of that pit stop. Man, you're talking about, you're talking about experiences of a lifetime that you can't buy anywhere, you know? So I think what NASCAR, the platform NASCAR gives us teams and us drivers to take care of our sponsors I think it's really something unique and special, you know, and it works and it works well. And, you know, and even though we're a 19th, 18th, 20th place car, you know, a lot of times we get some good TV covers, you know what I mean? And uh, all that's, you know, and you take all that and put it together for a company and man, you know, I know Tommy Joe Martin works hard and, myself and all the other competitors we, you know we're trying to really take care of our sponsors and we're introducing other sponsors i believe that nascar what, what we offer in our industry is is really sellable it's very marketable you know what i mean now 
would I say there's challenges? Yeah, there's a lot of challenges to it, but the opportunities either are there. You know what I mean? So yeah, and and some some teams are are maybe a little bit more fortunate than others, but still the opportunities are there. I look at Tommy Joe's. Uh, you know, he's got some pretty cool sponsors, and I'm excited to see the companies that he puts on his race car. You know what I mean? Because I love that, you know, and, and I'm sometimes when I'm not doing anything, I'm making cold calls and calling companies and trying to bring them into the sport and, and educate them and show them what the sport can do for their companies. I love it when I see new companies coming in because it's, it's, it's good for our industry. It's good for our teams, good for the drivers, good for the sport, you know, but uh, I, I wouldn't say it's easy. It's a challenge, but it but it's also it's doable. It can happen. You know what I mean. So you're just glad to have the opportunity. So yeah, yeah, and it's always good to have a uh, long stand because I mean I know whataburger has been with you for for a good while now with with multiple teams throughout the years. I mean it's always good to kind of have uh, a very a good primary sponsor like them that have kind of stuck with you for a good while, right? Man, it's it's a wonderful thing, you know, and the truth of the matter is I probably have about 75, 75 sponsors. I'm so thankful for Waterburger. You know, uh, you know, you're just thankful and blessed that any of them would actually write you a check and give you money, give you money to do what you love to do. But you know, you know, you gotta understand that, you know, Tommy Joe Martin, myself, any other race car drivers, man, I'm I'm you know, I'm out there, I'm doing speeches for them. I'm, I'm going to conventions. You know, we're doing a lot of stuff for our sponsors, not only at the racetrack, uh, when they bring their customers and their employees and, and getting them as much TV exposure as you can. Social media is big. But away from the racetrack, you know, you still represent them. And, uh, you know, you're just trying to do everything you can for them to let them know how much you appreciate them. And you want them to if they give you a hundred dollars you want to give them two hundred dollars in return however that looks you know what i mean that's got a lot of different looks to it but i know tommy joe works hard at doing that taking care of his sponsors you know not only do i take care of mine you know being part of carl long mbm motorsports you know the whole team and and carl does a great job with all our partners as well you know it's a, cl a collaborative effort on your racing team and everybody involved but it's uh you know one thing about it and you know this uh rj and, and as well as tommy joe knows it that without sponsors it's almost impossible to race man you can't do it you know you can't yeah we were talking about it last week tommy tommy joe said he didn't he didn't he has 11 races i believe he said that are open uh for this year and he doesn't want to show up to the racetrack with a with a plain car with nothing on it so uh it's it's always you know i i I mean, you can speak for yourself and all the drivers have all told their stories about the, you know, the work it takes to get the sponsorship and everything like that. And the last thing, the last thing I'll note on is, is TV. And that's really uh, another big crucial thing about sponsors getting on the car they, you know, they, they would love to be on the broadcast and uh, at Homestead, I, I believe, you know, I was at the track, but I was able to rewatch the broadcast. They gave you guys a segment uh, when you were, when you were up there running up at the front. Uh, I think Tommy Joe got a got a segment during the broadcast this week, so I know it's very important. And and the sponsors are probably get get even more happy when they see the car running up front and get get that TV time on national TV. No doubt about it. I mean, you brought up a good point there. The TV side of it is very important. Uh, you know, I, I have a lot of fans that will reach out to me and say, "Man, 
they don't give you enough TV exposure, you know. But the truth of the matter is, you know, the guys that are running the top 10 week in and week out, they, they kind of get all the TV exposure, you know. But I, I, I uh, you know, I had to say that NASCAR and Fox and NBC, they've done a pretty good job of making sure that they know there's, there's 40 cars out there. You know what I'm saying? And they know that if somebody's running 30th or somebody's running 40th, or somebody's running 20th, you know, to give them some TV exposure so their sponsor will say, man, that's pretty cool, man. We were on TV. We sponsored you. You know, I, I just think it's important for the sport of NASCAR and the, the major networks and the TV exposure that I think everybody needs coverage, no matter where you're running at. You know what I'm saying? And that's one of the things that if uh, – if I had a magic wand and somebody came to Tommy Joe or myself and said, Hey, you know, how can we make, what can we, what can we do to help the racing teams, help the drivers? And I think one of the things I would tell them, Hey man, if you could pan back from about 15th back to about all the way to 40th, mention the drivers, show their car and show their sponsors, showcase the other cars. Everybody needs TV exposure, you know, but, uh, but the reality of it is, you know, it's only really the top 10 that get all the TV exposure. But like you were saying, you know, it's great every once in a while if you're having a good run and they do a segment on you like you were talking about that Tommy and myself got it in Miami. But, you know, that's one of the things that I think is important for a race is for everybody in the race to get some type of TV exposure for their sponsors. You know, that's a big deal. Yeah. So so lastly, now going into the season, you got a few races under your belt and you've been in this position a lot. I mean. Now looking looking at the rest of the Xfinity Series season and and what else you know comes aboard, what what are your main goals kind of to get done with uh, as as we move into the the last uh, kind of seventy five percent of the season? Yeah, well, man, that's a great question. You know, I th I think the biggest thing is just the consistency. You know, working with a a new team. Carl Long's been a great friend of mine. Uh, you know, he's a great race car driver himself, and what he's built as a, as a, a team is really impressive uh, for me, how I can fit into the organization and bring some consistency. And when I say consistency, you know, week in and week out, we can be, you know, you know, right now it's still kind of the, you know, what are we, are we, a, are we a 20th place team or a, or a 17th or an 18th place team? And, you know, if we can be a, uh, you know, a 15th or 16th place team consistency consistently, I think that would be a great thing that, you know, I still don't know yet, but I know that there's a lot of passion. There's a lot of desire. There's a lot of hard working going on and Carl's desire and his own organization, what they've done. You know, you just want to get to the point where you're a top 20, top 15 week in and week out. And to do that, you know, uh, it takes great sponsors and uh, we have that. And, you know, we're still working hard to make sure that we're doing everything for our sponsors and we're trying to bring in more. Just like you just said, you know, Tommy Joe's got 11 races open, you know, and, and, and I hope I hope that he can get some great partners to bring in and showcase our sport, showcase his team and showcase his talent. No different from, you know, MBM Motorsports and Carl Long and myself, you know, so. If, you know, right now I'm just trying to figure out, hey, are we a, are we a 18th place team every week? Or are we 20th? Are we 25th? You know, where are we? And try to be a consistent 
maybe 15th or 17th every week. You know what I mean? If we can do that, then we can make gains to maybe, maybe get two or three spots better. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, to sit here and say, uh, you know, uh, say RJ, Hey man, we're a, we're going to be a top five team every week or top 10 team every week. You know, that that's not going to happen. You know what I mean? But there are races that Tommy Joe's got a shot at winning Daytona. He's got a shot at winning Talladega. There's some races that, you know, the, the great equalizer that we do have a shot at winning, but you know, but if we can be a consistent 15th, 16th place team every week, I think that's a realistic goal for uh, myself and MBM Motorsports, and uh, and that's what we're shooting for, you know, and, and give our sponsors everything we can give them, you know. So uh, I'm excited about the opportunity. I'm excited to work for my friend Carl Long because he's really good with my sponsors, and I enjoy that. But, uh, hey, man, at the end of the day, I'm very fortunate because, man, I tell you, one of the things I love the most, and that's, man, I love to put that racing uniform in. I like to compete, you know what I mean? I, that's that's the best. Even if even if I'm only competing for thirtieth, I want to beat somebody. I want to pass somebody. I want to race and do that. Besides my two little boys and my wife, man, that's what makes my heart beat. You know, so you understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every, everybody's a racer, just like we were we were talking about. Everybody on the race, absolutely. Forty. So, man, I, I'm I'm so glad to get to talk to you again. I'm glad that you uh, came on the podcast. It was uh, another uh, awesome episode. Glad to have you on as our guest and. Best of luck this season. Hopefully, we'll uh, we'll talk we'll talk again down the road. Well, man, RJ, thank y'all for letting me uh, uh, jump on y'all's podcast. And man, t- I'm, I'm gonna have to get Tommy Joe Martin some, you know, give him a little uh, riff that uh, you know his. Uh, <laughs> I know he's traveling on the road. Sometimes that signal goes in and out. Yeah. But uh, I was looking forward to uh, talking with him. But uh, we'll be uh, banging. Uh, we'll be uh, banging door. You know, banging sides this week at Phoenix. I can assure you that he's a. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a great guy, but he's a hard charger too. You know what I mean? So, uh, but anyway, yeah. y'all got a cool podcast and Hey man, enjoy your rest of your day. Thanks for having me on. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Take care, buddy. And welcome back to the Drivers Meeting Podcast. Uh, awesome guest, David Starr. Glad to have him on the show. Uh, we'll wrap it up here, though, after a while we at Las Vegas. But before we wrap it up, I do want to take a brief moment to talk about another one of our sponsors, eBay, on here for the third consecutive week with the Believe Podcasting Network and the Drivers Meeting Podcast. Of course, with eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators, and it also protects sellers with a verified return process. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to copy the pair you've been eyeing. And for sneaker sellers out there, eBay's eliminated the selling fees on sneakers $100 and over, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. So another weekend at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Um, we continue the West Tour this weekend at Phoenix Raceway, but let's talk about Las Vegas. So uh, all three series, uh, once again, 
at Las Vegas, the truck series, uh, starting out with the camping world trucks. I mean, everywhere. Uh, that was basically the headline of the event. Um, but obviously, John Hernemichek getting the win. Uh, his return to the truck series, something we've talked about a lot on the podcast. The move, would it pay off? Is he really going to go in and win right away? Yes, he does. John Hernemichek, winner in the truck series, and he held off his own uh, team owner to do it. Kyle Busch obviously having some issues uh, during the race, was kind of charging back to the front, but John Hernemichek also put on a show all night as well to maintain that lead and maintain the win. Uh, the Xfinity Series, AJ Allmendinger, another first-time winner this season. Uh, he collects his second oval win of his Xfinity Series career, I believe, because I believe last year he got his first at Atlanta. This time in a little more, more dominant fashion as he collects the win at Las Vegas. A uh, very fast race car. Austin Cindric did have some issues during the race. Daniel Hemrick was fast as well, but uh, neither could hold on. It was Almendinger in the end that got the win. And then the main event, the NASCAR Cup Series, Kyle Larson secures the win at Vegas. Uh, a, a very strong performance from Kyle Larson that race. Uh, Brad Keselowski was another notable fast car during that event. Um, but as, as I kind of noted on before, or at least in the pre-race Instagram live that we have on the, on the nascar report page um it was a full daytime race you know it wasn't a day to night transition like homestead we didn't see that many changes throughout uh, the night like we did there uh really the cars that were probably fast in stage one and stage two were probably going to be the dominant ones uh in stage three i didn't expect that much of a swing we didn't get that much of a swing kyle larson was fast the majority of the night or the day uh and so it was brad keselowski and those were really the two cars that were up there uh contending for the win and ultimately kyle larson comes home with his first win of the season his first win since 2019 when he won at dover uh in in that playoff race uh, back when it was the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. So it had been a while. Obviously, last year with the circumstances, Kyle Larson uh, uh, kicked out of his ride. He gets the win this year in his new ride in Hendrick Motorsports. And for the Cup Series, that makes four races, four different winners. Michael McDowell, Christopher Bell, William Byron, and Kyle Larson, all four different winners to start off this season. And honestly, not the four winners you would have expected. We knew Kyle Larson probably would have found his stride. Uh, same with William Byron and Christopher Bell, but we didn't really think this early. Uh, we really thought the race in about two, three weeks was going to be the one Kyle Larson could have circled his name on uh, as a potential winner, which is the Bristol Dirt Race, and we still can. Uh, he could collect his second win of the season there, but he will also have to contend with other dirt racers like Christopher Bell, uh, who also has a win this season on the Daytona Road Course. Another shocking uh, result. So now we head in this weekend at Phoenix, and do you, do we get a fifth winner? I think we do. Um, I don't see Michael McDowell, Christopher Bell, William Byron, or Kyle Larson being strong win candidates at Phoenix. Uh, I know Kyle Larson's kind of been in that conversation before. He's had some strong runs at Phoenix, but I, I don't see him uh, getting that win. I, I feel like we're looking at more of a, a common winner this weekend at Phoenix. Uh, uh, I think we're looking at maybe a Chase Elliott, uh, Joey Logano, a Denny Hamlin, a Kevin Harvick. I think that's what we're going to see this weekend. It kind of restore almost some normalcy. Um, but then we go to Atlanta, where I think Kevin Harvick will probably um, be the guy to beat. He usually is at Atlanta. But then we, we might have a few weeks of normalcy here. And then we go to Bristol Dirt, where no holds barred. We have no idea what's going to happen there. Um, but I think it's, I, I it's going to be a great start to the season. Uh, it already has been with, with Michael McDowell getting that Daytona 500 win. It kind of set the bar, you know, of what kind of season it was going to be. So, you know, an awesome show at Las Vegas. Uh, yeah, let's talk about that. The racing product. I mean, the racing product was awesome. Uh, I thought stage one, stage two, um, 
great racing obviously the restarts but i felt like it, it stretched out for a while the green flag runs there was some great racing throughout the field and look it, not many people will put this drafting package in their favorites i think this 550 uh low horsepower package only works if it's at a track like this right las vegas where you can run wherever you want kansas where you can run wherever you want it still has its flaws it's not the best package in the world yes would we would most people prefer something high horsepower like xfinity um you know a little more in the driver's hands yes i, I think most of us would same with the drivers but I think for the package, um, I'm, I just try to be an optimist. I enjoyed the race. I thought it was a lot of fun. I mean, we had three wide for the lead for three consecutive laps. I mean, that, that was just hilarious. I mean, the, the really the point of this season is we know it's almost a throwaway year, not a dead year. Obviously, everyone's still going for the NASCAR Cup Series championship, going for wins week in and week out. But it's just a crazy year. It's a very experimental year. We're racing on dirt. We're going to Circuit of the Americas. We're going to Nashville Super Speedway to test out how that area will be for the Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway. We're doing a lot of things this year that obviously we haven't done in years past. Uh, the sport has changed a whole bunch. So I think when you look at it um, from an outside standpoint, I'm really proud of where NASCAR is right now. I think uh, obviously there's a lot of room to improve, but I think this season is definitely going to be remarkable. And Fox says best season ever. Could it be the best season ever? We'll find out. Depends what you classify as the best season ever. I think it could be the craziest season ever, but we'll see if it is the best season ever. So then translate over the Xfinity race. And usually the Xfinity races at these mile and a half are very calm. Uh, not much goes on. Um, we know the high horsepower package, higher horsepower package than the Cup Series at the Xfinity Series run. Not as much closer racing. Uh, the field gets a little bit spread out easily, but there still are some good battles throughout the field. Solid race. Usually we know who the, the winner is going to be um, at a some point amount of the race. You know, we, we don't really have that many green, white checkers at tracks like these, not many wrecks. Um, but the trucks race, the truck race, as it's been all season, was no holds barred. I mean, there were trucks wrecked everywhere, cautions. Um, and will that be the trend this season? You know, we, we will see, you know, obviously Daytona oval was a wreck fest. Daytona road course was a wreck fest and now Las Vegas, a lot of, a lot of damaged trucks. So, you know, the truck series, like Tommy Joe has said on here a lot, um, it's inexperience, you know, and, and you can't really put the blame on anybody, uh, in the truck series, but it's just a lot of inexperience, you know, and especially with Connor Daly running this weekend, having his hard hit, you know, that's just inexperience, uh, getting the air sucked off you. And he even explained it. So, now, you know, we go into Phoenix where we don't have that many wrecks. We're going into a much shorter track than what we've been on. Um, I don't think, you know, we usually at Phoenix we will have cleaner races, more long green flag runs, more strategy. Um, but in the truck series, you never know. But I think it will be another solid weekend of racing. I think it'll be a more relaxed weekend of racing here at Phoenix. And then, and then we head to Atlanta, which will be, you know, more green flag runs, tire wear. We know how those races go. And then to Bristol Dirt. So I think these next few weeks are kind of just weeks to relax. I think there'll be a lot more chill races, not as many crashes, maybe some more green flag runs. And then we'll get into Bristol Dirt and the rest of that part of the season. And only time will tell uh, how that will go. But uh, I wanted to note some strong runs from each of the series. Uh, we'll start with the truck series here um, this weekend. Obviously, John Hernemichek getting the win. Um, and if you look at the playoffs, Carson Hosevar maintains that 10th spot. Johnny Sauter has the 9th spot. And I say 9th spot, 10th spot. Really, they're 8th and ninth because Grant Enfinger is 7th in the points right now after running 2 out of the 3 races. But he's done so well in them that he is right up there. 
So if we look at the results, Stuart Friesen was one of the guys that I really looked at that had a very strong run. And now they moved to Toyota last year, did not have a very strong year. Now he comes out, sits, I believe, sixth in the point standings. And here he is, fourth at Las Vegas, an awesome run for Stuart Friesen. Um, and, and they looked, I mean, they were in the final four one year. I mean, that's that's where they look to return to. Uh, Grant Enfinger, obviously an amazing run for, for Cody Rohrbaugh's team. Uh, CR7 Motorsports, I believe they go by. And just, man, I mean, that that truck was crazy fast. And we know Grant Enfinger's a wheel man. We know Cody Rohrbaugh's got some awesome stuff. Cody Rohrbaugh actually gave up a playoff spot <laughs> to let Grant Enfinger drive in this race. Cody Rohrbaugh was in the, was in the playoffs, gives it up. So Grant Enfinger not hop in the ride and does an amazing job. Uh, Parker Kligerman comes home eighth um, in the Camping World truck. He was the second finished Camping World truck behind Enfinger, who was in another Camping World truck. Lots of Camping World trucks that night. Uh, a lot of them were caught up in wrecks, unfortunately. Um, but another uh, another tough night, tough nights, I would say, for Rafael Lassard, who was caught up in an incident. Another tough night for Haley Deegan, caught up in an incident, uh, as well as uh, Ryan Truex in the 40, and David Gilland. Uh, 17 who was caught up in a wreck late in that race as well so we'll switch over to the xfinity series strong runs in this and we'll start off right with probably one of the strongest runs that i saw at least from start to finish was the number 44 Tommy joe martins fortunately not here to talk about it had some connection connection issues uh, had to head out about halfway through the podcast uh as he is you know driving around on his way to, to phoenix driving around out west um, but Tommy Joe Martin's incredible run, 15th place, uh, discovered Denton on the car. I mean, he talked about, if you listen to last week's podcast, um, what he said is he was bringing the car that he got a top 10 finish with at Texas. Uh, and I believe he also said the car he ran at Kansas as well before that. So they knew the car was fast and there it is running up in the top 10, right? During a uh, stage two, you know, on some restarts for length, strong lengths of time. He was running, uh, up in the top 10. Ultimately, uh, some guys took some tires behind him, like Santino Ferrucci was able to pick some spots. Uh, I believe a few other guys were able to pick up some spots at the end. But Tommy Joe ultimately comes home with the top 15 finish. And mentioning Santino Ferrucci, let's talk about Santino Ferrucci. Had a rough start at Homestead. Unfortunately, some issues for the team. I believe they cut a few tires, had some issues, had to come down pit road many times. Um but here he is. They put some fresh tires on towards the end of that run at Vegas. And Santino Ferrucci comes up, finishes 13th for the 26th in Sam Hunt Racing. Awesome run for the team and awesome run for Ferrucci in his second ever uh, stock car race uh, in the Xfinity Series. So great run for him. Uh, Brandon Brown uh, continues some nice, uh, his nice start this season. Uh, he does sit 10th in the point standings right behind Jeremy Clemens, who is 9th in the point standings. Um so some great starts uh, as we look at the playoffs in the Xfinity Series. I mean, it's crazy. We got Justin Allgaier sitting two points out in 15th place. Tommy Joe Martins is seven points out uh, of the playoffs right now. Landon Castle is right now tied for that last spot with Michael Annette. Noah Gregson's just in by, or no, he's tied with Noah Gregson on the bubble. And Riley Herbst is nine points out of the playoffs. Uh, and I don't know if there's any notables down here. Not many that you wouldn't, you know, would think that would be in the playoffs by now. Uh, but that is not the case. So over to the NASCAR Cup Series, look at some notable results from this weekend. Uh, obviously, Kyle Larson getting the win, Brad Keselowski in second, but a great run um, for guys like Eric Jones and Richard Petty Motorsports. That was a guy that I really thought had a lot to prove this year and I thought would exceed expectations. I said at the beginning of the year, and here is Eric Jones uh, so far having some solid runs. And if you look at the point standings, Eric Jones is... 24th 
overall right now. Currently 29 points out of the playoffs, uh, which is very doable at this point of the season. Uh, didn't get off to a great start. Obviously caught up in a wreck at Daytona. Oval to start off the season. Uh, the road course went well, but then didn't have the speed at Homestead. But here he is at Vegas. Uh, that team uh, was able to get some results. Top 10 here in Vegas. Right behind him, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., another solid mile-and-a-half run for the 47 team. They've been able to show their strength on these type of tracks. And Ricky Stenhouse comes home with an 11th place finish. Chris Busher, 14th. Pretty solid for them. Actually better than last week, but not better than they ran, at least in Stage 1, Stage 2 last week. Ultimately disappointing run for Matt Benedetto. Um, as he is still struggling back there in the point standings, uh, just looking to make up ground because he is very far back. And right behind him in the 17th position was Michael McDowell. Uh, finally, kind of almost, it's almost like the momentum has stopped just a little bit for Michael McDowell. They didn't have uh, as much speed as they had at Homestead at Vegas, uh, finishing 17th, but it could say a lot uh, of that for most of the Ford camp. And let's talk about it. Stuart Haas Racing, their highest finishing driver, was 20th which was Kevin Harvick, who had some issues earlier in the race, did not have the car as well. And then the issues uh, just piled on uh, as he finishes 20th, Chase Briscoe 21st, uh, Cole Custer 25th, and Eric Amarola, we know what happened to him, finishes dead last in 38th. Uh, unfortunate incident during the race put him behind the wall early. But Stuart Haas racing. Um, obviously, this is the time of year where everybody likes to overreact and everyone likes to push the panic button. I don't think so. I, I think this Stuart Haas racing has races like this. And I know there's going to be, you know, maybe a driver change after this season. But, you know, Kevin Harvick, we know what Kevin Harvick's capable of. Cole Custer just got off a sixth place run at Homestead. Um, Chase Briscoe is Chase Briscoe. He is going to need some time to get used to this package. And people need to understand that. It's the same thing as Cole Custer last year. Everyone's out here calling Cole Custer a bust because he had a few bad races because he's getting used to a totally different package with totally different drivers, top of the class. Um, and here's and Cole Custer. He's still in the playoffs listed. Oh, no, he's not. No, he's not. He's 19th. But as of after Homestead, he was because he's had a lot of uh, very few solid runs. So I think it's a matter of time before Stuart Haas Racing will get it together. We go to Phoenix this weekend where uh, Kevin Harvick obviously has been very good at. Uh, Chase Briscoe, not very, not so good at these type of tracks, but that is something that he can improve on. Cole Custer, we'll see how well he does at Phoenix. And then Eric Amarola um, hasn't really been that strong here in the past. But I think when we go to Atlanta, we know Kevin Harvick hits it off there at Atlanta. He does so well. Um, and Stuart Oss Racing definitely has the ability to get the setup right there. We'll see what happens. Another rookie that a lot of guys are talking about, not officially a rookie, but in his first real full-time season with a real team, is Ross Chastain in the 42 car. Um, and look, these rookies, these guys that are hopping in these cars for the first time, and, and even second-year drivers, it's, it's all about patience here in the Cup Series because we're at a time where it's not going to be like before. These, these nationwide and cup cars back in the day, um, at least from really, I, I feel like they were a lot more similar than they are now. And you got guys who are going to have to translate. And it's not just that. It's just that they are racing against the best driver and best stock car drivers in the world. When they come up in this series, we saw the same thing. Cole Custer, Tyler Reddick, Christopher Bell struggled at many points last year, especially with no practice because they have so much to get used to so much to learn with this package and everything that is different from what they ran in the Xfinity series, which I think it still should be at least more alike because how are we developing talent in the Xfinity series? Obviously racing is racing, but I feel like 
and this is just my opinion that they should be more alike. Or why are the Xfinity cars harder to drive than the Cup cars? That's just a question, a rhetorical question that I have a lot. Well, not even a rhetorical question. I mean, I'd love an answer. I, I you know, I sometimes I don't understand that. I don't know why they are so different, but it just happened. And we'll, you know, we'll deal with it. We'll move on. We got the next gen car coming on, and we'll see what happens there. But Ross Chastain, we know he's a wheelman. Tyler Reddick, we know is a wheelman. Cole Custer, Christopher Bell, Anthony Alfredo, we know these guys are wheelmen. We've seen them doing the Xfinity series, the hardest car to drive in the series. They'll get it together, you know, in the Cup series. It's going to take time. Uh, Ross Chastain is my dark horse pick for a Darlington race this year. They go there with the uh, high horsepower package, low spoiler. And I think Ross Chastain could be a dark horse to get it done. But let's also talk about the 42 team. Um, and that's a you know good thing to bring up Kyle Larson, what he did with that team, kind of exceed the expectations of what they had, um, you know, a few years ago. But the 42 team has really not hit it off since um, since all that happened. You know, with with Matt Kenseth hopping in the ride, they just did not have the speed. And now Ross Chastain in there didn't have the speed, mile and a half speed. And we'll see. I think when we get to these short tracks, we'll see Ross Chastain be able to shine a little bit more. Uh, and guys, you know, like his driving style as well. Uh, but we will see. Another guy, Daniel Suarez, Trackhouse Racing. They come home 26. Didn't really have the speed at Vegas. Uh, they didn't have the speed during the day at Homestead as well, but the car came alive during the night. So we will have to see what happens there. RCR didn't, RCR as a whole didn't really have much speed at Vegas. Reddick, not as much speed as you would expect. Uh, Austin Dillon did come alive at the end, gets a P12. And uh, Daniel Suarez, the track house car, which is an RCR car, comes home 26th. So other than that, not many notables throughout the field. Uh, Corey LaJoy, the Spire Motorsports car, another unfortunate mechanical failure uh, for that team. Uh, very unfortunate. I hate to see it. Um, but, you know, it, it happens. Uh, hopefully they can get it together this season because uh, definitely glad to see or excited to see what Spire Motorsports can do, and especially at tracks like this, upcoming Phoenix, uh, shorter tracks, you know, more in the hands of the driver than it is at Las Vegas. So uh, we'll definitely see that this weekend. So really the first short track where we will get to see uh, is April 10th in Martinsville. Um, first first race of April. That is when we will see the first real short track of the season as Bristol is on dirt. Phoenix isn't totally 100% a short track, but we will see Martinsville on April 10th. But this season, man, this season, it is just getting started. We are four races into the NASCAR Cup Series, three races in uh, for the Truck Series. We head to Phoenix this weekend. The Truck Series does not. The Truck Series will have to wait, put on hold another week for Atlanta on March 20th. Uh, that will be a doubleheader, the Truck Series and the Xfinity Series. I will be there for that race. My first time ever going to Atlanta Motor Speedway, so it's going to be awesome. Don't know what other races I'll go to after that, if any. Uh, usually I just attend the races in the Florida area every year, but I'm trying to expand this year, you know, as much as I uh, can get more funding to go to these races. Um, and that is the goal to get exposure out there to have, to have some fun, enjoy the race and, and also continue, uh, pursuing this little, little reporting dream that I got going. So it'll be awesome to see what happens at Atlanta, but most importantly, this weekend, Phoenix raceway, the home of the NASCAR cup series championship um weekend so nascar's finish series nascar cup series and 
the Arc Menards West Series will be there on Friday uh, for their race, kicking off their season at Phoenix. I've done a few reports on the guys that are uh, going to be racing in that series. Uh, Jake Drew, I did a report on him last night. He'll be driving for Ford Sunrise Ford Racing. Uh, and also Dean Thompson, uh, who will be racing in the Arca West Series. So it will be awesome to see those guys making names for themselves uh, at short tracks around the globe, uh, around the West area, I should say, <laughs> not around the globe, around the West of the United States. So it will be awesome to see. But that, that'll basically wrap up another episode of the Drivers Meeting Podcast. David Starr, awesome guest to have him on the show. We're looking at who we can have on next week. We'll be wrapping up the Phoenix post-race show. Looking forward to Atlanta. Uh, and also stay tuned for things on the NASCAR Report Instagram page, as well as pre-race live streams and other things I might be able to, to do during the week. Fun stuff for you guys. So uh, also just got my iRacing subscription back today. Um, they released season two. If you haven't checked it out, you should definitely check it out. It was awesome. Uh, I was racing with Anthony Alfredo earlier at Auto Club. Um, you can run the high lane in iRacing now. You hadn't been able to before, but man, you can rip the wall. And that's honestly my favorite thing about driving. And I know a lot of racers love it, but man, there is not a feeling like ripping the wall. Uh, tracks like Auto Club, uh, Kansas, Vegas, um, Homestead. Man, it is, it's just fun to get up there and rip the wall. You got to be so precise with it, you know, and I hadn't done iRacing in about a month and a half, but I got on today, hopped right in, um, got on with Anthony Alfredo, some other guys that do uh, the pro series for iRacing. Uh, it was a good time. So if you haven't checked that out, uh, awesome way to kind of spend your week downtime. If you get bored, uh, you know, grab the good old wheel out simulator, whatever you got. Um, it's an awesome time. So just want to throw that in there, but awesome. Thanks to eBay, Bet Online sponsors for the Drivers Meeting Podcast. And that's been another episode. Thanks again to David Starr for coming on. We'll see you guys next week. If you made it this far, we'd like to thank you for listening to the Drivers Meeting Podcast today, wherever you may be. Hope you stay tuned for upcoming episodes on Apple Podcasting, Spotify, Believe Podcasting Network, and much more. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.